Welcome to Concafe for the 18th day of 2020, year of our Lord. We're looking at an Old Testament book called the Book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 to 24, in a modern-day version of the Bible called the Message Bible, for a devotional called The King with the Shepherd's Heart. Hear now, dear people, the Word of God, verse 11. God, the Master, says, From now on, I myself am the shepherd. I'm going looking for them. As shepherds go after their flocks when they get scattered, I'm going after my sheep. I'll rescue them from all the places they've been scattered to in the storms. I'll bring them back from foreign peoples, gather them from foreign countries, and bring them back to their home country. I'll feed them on the mountains of Israel, along the streams, among their own people. I'll lead them into lush pastures so that they can roam the mountain pastures of Israel, graze at leisure, feed in the rich pastures on the mountains of Israel. And I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. I myself will make sure they get plenty of rest. I'll go after the lost. I'll collect the strays. I'll doctor the injured. I'll build up the weak ones and oversee the strong ones so they're not exploited. And as for you, my dear flock, I'm stepping in and judging between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. Aren't you satisfied to feed in good pasture without taking over the whole place? Can't you be satisfied to drink from the clear stream without muddying the water with your feet? Why do the rest of my sheep have to make do with grass that's trampled down and water that's been muddied? Therefore, God the Master says, I myself am stepping in and making things right between the plump sheep and the skinny sheep. Because you forced your way with shoulder and rump and butted at all the weaker animals with your horns till you scattered them all over the hills, I'll come in and save my dear flock. No longer shall they be pushed around. I'll step in and set things right between one sheep and another. I'll appoint one shepherd over them all, my servant David. He'll feed them. He'll be their shepherd. And I, God, will be their God. My servant David will be their prince. I, God, have spoken. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, happy Wednesday, Concafe family. I pray that God's special blessings be with you and yours, dear friend. As we pray, let's continue to pray for those whose needs are before the Lord and in our hearts. I have an update from my cousin regarding uh, Gina Zapata. She's responding to commands of yes and no with nods of her head, feels pain in her fingers when the nurses pinch her, and has slept a lot. I take those as positive signs, and I urge us to continue to pray for her complete healing. Also, please pray for Michelle Lavender, who underwent ankle surgery yesterday morning. Pray for her healthy and speedy recovery. And prayers for the family of Ruth Baby Denham, who passed away last Thursday in Gonzales, Texas. Our sister uh, was 100 years old. May the Lord bless and keep her family. In this passage, I got a reminder that our daughter, Nellie, was raised with plenty of stories, books, movies, etc. about kings. Unfortunately, her little mind processed the idea of a king with someone evil. We were not truly aware of this until we were in worship at an annual conference session at Southwestern University's Majestic Chapel. The worship service began with the awesome choir of La Trinidad, United Methodist Church of San Antonio, and they chose to sing the song called The King is Coming. 
she was in my dad's arms when the song when the song registered in her brain and she said loudly oh my god grandpa get me out of here the king is coming those around her chuckled and her dad could not stop laughing and indeed in many children's books and stories the king was not usually known for his kindness or concern for others history has shown why some of these stories came about to be a human king is quite an honor and a huge responsibility and very truthfully some kings abuse their power and their honor and have no honor and abuse their subjects in present times this title has become mostly ceremonial with with most monarchies having a prime minister and a governing body to help in the day-to-day -day decisions the kings from biblical times were those with absolute power over their subjects, and their power even included life and death of their subjects. If you have ever studied those in the Bible, you've seen why God had a great reluctance to establish monarchs at first. God was king, and the earthly rule for many years was by those who were judges and or prophets. Samuel was the last of the prophets, for it was under his watch that Israel cried out for a king. There were well, their shouts, we want to be like everybody else. Precisely what God had told them not to be. He called them a nation of, of light, an example for others. And Samuel, as you can imagine, first took it personally, and God had to tell him it was not him, Samuel, that they were rejecting. It was him, God. And the first king of Israel was Saul, chosen for his height and good looks, as the Bible writer tells it. There was not much more to that first king. The second king was David. However, this passage reaffirms the heart of the king with a shepherd's heart. While this passage affirms God having the power to make Jesus our king, we should take note of the positive attributes of a great king who should possess shepherd qualities. Reread Psalm 23 on your own to see a brief summary of a great shepherd. And this passage affirms a love that will go searching for the lost. A shepherd also rescues the lost and brings them safely back home, brings back the scattered, the lost, and especially during difficult times like storms or wars. The shepherd king will also bring all the exiles scattered throughout the world back home, and once home will see that they are adequately fed and watered. The king will also be a physician who will see the injured healed, the weak made strong, and oversight will be given to the strong so they are not exploited. And there in verse 17, what our gospel lesson on Monday was all about, says that God will judge between sheep and goats. And God stresses the need for us to be content without taking advantage of the less fortunate. And God's promise of salvation is in this message that finally says that his son David will be the shepherd and God will be our God. Later on, we know the son of David, Jesus, is the king of kings. Well, dear friends, here again, we have our reminder that if we are followers and believers in Christ Jesus, we are of his kingdom first and whatever place we find ourselves falls to second in our allegiance and service. And be careful not to blur the two. Christ Jesus is the King, and for that we are thankful. Let's pray. Loving Father, help us to see with eyes of faith that realm to which we belong. We affirm you as God and your Son Jesus as our King. May our loyalties to him fuel our faithfulness and our fruitfulness. It's in his name we pray, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Show the kingdom off by the way that you live today. 
Thank you for joining in, dear listener. I pray that you have been blessed, and I pray that you receive my blessings of peace and love. I'm Pastor Radio Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you always. Amen.